Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Hey everybody, Chad Madden here with the Grow Your Practice podcast, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. David Strait with eRehab, uh, physical therapist, practice owner, and now helping owners uh, with their online uh, their online presence via websites. Welcome to the call here, David. Thanks, Chad. Awesome. And uh, see yeah, great to see you as well. I, I think we've uh, first met at a dinner probably in 2015, I think it was, in San yeah. Diego, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, cool. So can you give everybody a, an idea about how you started within physical therapy, what it was like, how, you know, how you really, how you got your start? Well, so I was born on February 1st. No. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> so I, I've um, I, I've been in the private practice space for a very long time, and uh, the genesis of what I do now started back when we lost forty seven percent of our business to physician owned clinics. Um, I owned a practice with uh, uh, still even better friends with them now, Paul Gaspar, who's pretty well known in the uh, the private practice space, and. Um, we lost half of that business. I had to get good at sales and marketing. Um, so I was running ads when ads on online, when it was go to, and then overture and Yahoo. And, and I found that, um, I really just enjoyed communicating the value of physical therapy to existing patients, physicians, and community. And that, uh, a lot of my clients as again, <laughs> going back now and early 2000s, um, they didn't have websites. And so uh, we, I, I exited treatment and, and the ownership of that practice, um, started a business, found a great business partner, John Mason, and uh, he's a technology expert, and uh, started e-rehab. We did started with websites, email newsletters um, for clients and a survey system back in 2003. And then we've, we've just, you know, as you can imagine, the, the web is has changed quite a bit and added SEO and uh, you know then mobile became popular when smartphones became popular and uh, and then so social and um, you know reputation and video. So uh, just been doing it forever. Really love it. Still love helping my colleagues get their value out to their community. So that's that's kind of how it all started. Awesome. So let's break that down. Uh, you gave a lot of moving parts in there. Uh, started with websites. Yeah. Primarily. And can you talk about um, how that has evolved over the years? Because I know when you and I recently went through and we took a look at some websites, we still have parts of the industry that we need help on our website. So what, what should it look like and how should we think about uh, a website and online presence from, from an owner's perspective? Sure. So um, websites are still very valuable. It's uh, remember, I think I like to say, step back and say, we're a service business as a profession. You can't test drive us. You can't try us on. So people judge what they can't see based on what they can see. So having a good website when you have 100 to 300 visitors a month per location, um, sometimes that's the first or second impression of your business entirely. So it's important to have a, a good website. Uh, and then um, mobile 
having a, a, a responsive website, which is the standard there, they're hardly, I don't know of anybody that doesn't provide a mobile uh, optimized website now. And that's because <laughs> when we started, it was 0% mobile, and then it was three, and then at eight, and 12, and 25. And, and now many practices are over 50% of their traffic is coming from a smartphone. So you certainly want to make sure that the experience on mobile is great. And we, we like to follow Google's uh, mantra is make things fast, easy, and friction-free. You've probably been on a, a website. I think a food website is maybe the easiest uh, parallel where it was just so easy to order something. And then on another website, it's just a challenge. And so you want to have a website that just is fast, easy, and friction-free for that, that prospective patient. And the other thing is, is um, and you being from the, the marketing world can appreciate is good copywriting. And so we really, that's one of the few things that we do that a lot of our um uh, other companies don't do in our space. And that's right. A memorable story that funnels people to their call to action. And so if you think of it in terms of, uh, you know, who the hero of the story is on your website and it's the patient, it's the prospective patient. That's the hero of the story. And you're the empathetic guide that's going to help them get back to what they want to achieve. And so writing things in that frame of reference, and then also making sure that uh, you it's, written for the web. People skim the web nowadays. They don't they don't want to read paragraphs of information, especially on a smartphone. So I think that's very important too. And, and then finally, I'd say uh, one thing that's super important, especially on your homepage, is some sort of social proof. Because you and I may disagree on how what the best treatment is for back pain, um, but the consumers have no idea. I like to say affectionately, Chad Madden might spread peanut butter on people's low back. If it gets people better, and, you know, and he's the guy for, for spine pain and it's, he's got the peanut butter treatment. People don't really care. They just want to be better. So social proof, I think is really important as well. So those are some things that I think will help the typical website. Yeah. Great. So, uh, want to apply something that you just said there and, and make it real for owners that aren't aware of the importance of the website a few nights ago, uh, I've a house full of hungry teenage boys. I said, Hey, we can go to eat anywhere. Where do you want to eat? And they said, there's this new wing place right down the street. We want, we want to get it. Well, I went online and tried to order. And like you had said, um, whatever is I can see on my laptop is not, <laughs> did not transfer. So they, they did not have a mobile ready um, website. Uh, it was pretty rough. I had yeah. to go through download a PDF to get their menu, which was wild to me that, 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 yeah, happened. That's rare. but, um, yeah. And then when I finally made the call, I went in and I, I was looking at the operation. I was like, guys, like, and they're like, these are the best wings ever. And they're just raving about the wings. And I said, they're never going to make it like, because whatever they're trying to do online isn't really working. There's a lot of friction there. And then, um, when I went in and just looked at some of the operations, uh, pretty rough. So I know we have uh, many amazing clinicians within our profession. And, yes. you know, one of the things that you seem to be saying is if you're making, not making a good impression when somebody hears about you and then by word of mouth and then goes to your website, that that person might never make it in. They might go somewhere else. Um, yeah. If, if exactly. we don't have that. So 
website. Yeah, I mean, people don't always buy what's best for them, but they oftentimes will buy things that they understand. So if you're telling people a good story um, and it's easy to digest, especially in the smartphone environment, and it's it's easy to take the next step in the sales process, you know, which is usually a call or some sort of digital appointment request. uh, You're just more you're going to convert more people that are considering you. And that's that's really what we're all about at E-Rehab. When. Our market, small, our market is usually the one to three location practice. And, um, you know, we, we first start with looking at uh, or building a better mousetrap might be a good way to put it, but conversion rate optimization. You can, you can get a lot of traffic for a pretty reasonable um, amount of money or sometimes none just by doing the right things with Google. So if you can, if you get, 10 patients a month from your website, but then you can get 12 or 14 because you write a better story. It's just a better experience for people. Maybe you have a video on there where they get to see you, which I really love video too. Um, again, that's that's just using that same dollar and maybe converting a few more people, uh, which is what you have to do nowadays. Because I've been looking for the silver bullet when it comes to marketing for 30 years and I still haven't found it. So, and especially now with so many more options, um, people get paralyzed, they get confused, they get paralyzed, they don't do anything. Um, or maybe they've burned in the past and you don't want to want let one bad decision paralyze you from making a, a good decision too. So I really like to, you know, make sure that they take care of the fundamentals first. And our fundamentals are rank, reputation, website with a great story, retain people through email marketing. Uh, you, if This may have been, certainly you were one of the ones that introduced the idea of providing goodwill and educational information to people. And then get referrals. And referrals are from existing patients, uh, past patients and physicians. Simple, simple marketing strategy, easy to execute and affordable too. So that's the way we like to present it to people. Cool. So let's say I'm a novice owner. I'm brand, I'm five years in to private practice, my private practice mm-hmm. journey. I have no idea where to start. I have a website, but it's, I'm not doing much there. Maybe my brother-in-law set it up for me or something like that. Yeah, I'm out of gum. I, I think you mentioned five or six R's there mm-hmm. um, in, in the formula. Where would I start, David? So I like the, what we do when we, when we connect with somebody is we, we like to just first, what I like to do is make sure they understand what we're doing. That's that's imperative for me. And then find out what what they're they have done in the past, what they're currently doing and what they want to do, and then kind of guide them as to um, what they should be doing. And we we always think of the website as kind of like the hub. If you think of a, your mark online marketing as a bicycle wheel, your website's the hub of your online marketing. And then you add things on like, uh, you know, SEO and ranking reputation and then email marketing and, uh, uh, you know, those are the keys. The website is a good place to start. Great. So website, you you walk through that, um, kept that very simple. That's great. Telling a good story there. The next one that you mentioned was SEO. What is SEO? How should I be thinking about that as an owner? And you can go in there, SEM, if you want to. Yeah, so search engine marketing versus search engine optimization. Search engine marketing is a broader uh, term that kind of uh, involves uh, advertising as well as uh, SEO, SEO, search engine optimization. 
is all about ranking for keywords that people are using to look for you. Um, you could probably articulate this a little bit better than I can, but when you think about where people are in the buying process, um, we, again, low-hanging fruit, there are only four searches that really trigger a business, a PT business to show up on Google. These are transactional searches, meaning these are people searching with the intent to find a physical therapy practice. There's four of them. The most important one by far, because again, depending upon what you read, um, physical therapy is still a highly referral-based business. Uh, Web PT clinician came up with 84% as the number. 65% um, was came out in the APTA consumer survey in February, 2023. Uh, so with it being highly referral-based, what are people going to do? They're going to do a brand search or a search for your business name. So that's the first thing that's imperative that you show up for. Um, assuming you don't have a name like physical therapy service, which is not really a brand name at all, but Madden Physical Therapy, Madden, Madden Gilbert Physical Therapy, you're going to rank for that uh, just by having your name on, a, on your website. And then, of course, claiming your Google business profile. So that's number one. The second and third and fourth are probably exactly what you'd think, physical therapy, physical therapy near me, and then physical therapy in your city. Those are the four searches that really matter. They're transactional searches. And I contrast that to information searches where people are looking for solutions to a problem. Those, um, a number of people advocate doing that. The problem with that is in the, the devil's in the detail. When you look at those analytics there, what you find is those searches are so rare uh, that, um, it really isn't worth the investment to do from our viewpoint. Uh, and secondly, um, when we've looked at the data on where those people are coming from, they're usually outside of the area that people serve. So I, I would, so that's like back pain treatment in a city, those kinds of things. So um, uh, those aren't things that we do. I, I, we don't see a lot of value in that. We, we looked at things for almost a year to decide whether or not we are going to offer this kind of service, but it didn't make sense for us. Um, but I would also say that there's a there's one other type of search, and that's a service search. When people know a particular type of service that they want, and that would be like vestibular therapy, women's health, uh, sports therapy, uh, those are searches that, um, again, very low volume, but they're also not very competitive. So. Um, if you just have a good web page on your website with those services, uh, that's a you know a nice another pro tip. On those particular services, uh, make sure you have uh, good information about it. There, you know, you're answering the common questions: what you do, why it helps, how do I get it, kind of thing. Have some good pictures on there and a good call to action. Those will usually rank without having to pay any money for that. I've had. Over the course of my career, many people say, I want to rank for vestibular rehab in my city. I said, have you searched to see if you're there? It's almost always there. <laughs> so if you if you have a good website, uh, one that has good speed, uh, which is one of Google's ranking factors, you've gotten good content, a little bit of unique content, because Google doesn't penalize you for having duplicate content, which is a common uh, fallacy, but they're just not going to rank you necessarily uh, because it doesn't. It's nothing new in the Google sphere. So um, those are some thoughts about SEO. SEM is more like uh, 
Google ads. It's the best example of search engine marketing, throw Google ads on top of that. So great. Um, yeah, I, I will hundred percent validate everything you said there. Um, the, the, the top four terms to rank for, I know what we saw and looking at it on a national level is exactly what you said. I was surprised. I forget what the, it was something specific to back pain treatment. We looked it up and it was less than a hundred thousand searches in a week for the whole country. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's... I was like, that is crazy. Like, I, and I was like, there, we get more, um, that are, you know, in, in cold traffic marketing with other media, but somebody, and what I love what you said there, David, you know, intent based. So somebody that's Googling a term, they're very much looking to schedule almost immediately, right? They're, right. they're way higher on the awareness scale than somebody who has shoulder pain, but they're not sure if they should go, you know, to the doctor or take an over-the-counter med or use Thermorap or see a therapist. Right. They, they, yep, completely agree there. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying that those, those, those things don't matter, but it's just a question of priorities. Yeah. And if you have the budget, if you have the budget then to do some sort of outbound advertising uh, where you can get that message information for information-based intent, you know, they're looking, then that, that can have some value for some people in some markets. Certainly uh, I've seen a wide spectrum of success and failure, but gosh, that's kind of marketing when the number, when a success number looks like one or 2%, you know, I mean, uh, you just, that, that goes to expectations uh, as well. So uh, it can, it can be valuable as well in some cases. Yeah. The other thing that we noticed is to rank high for, especially like back pain, we're competing with pharma and they are on a national level. And that is a very difficult place to, for us to yeah. compete. In. And especially like, you know, somewhere like Harrisburg, there's no way that I'm going to be able to outbid them consistently and do it in a way that makes sense for me. Yeah, spine um, surgeons and chiros too. I mean, Google's algorithm says that the people that treat back pain are spine surgeons and chiros. Curiously enough, if you do this, do a, a simple um, prompt on chat GPT and you ask who's the, the best conservative provider for lower back pain treatment, physical therapy comes up. So, uh -oh. <laughs> That's Google's crazy. behind a little with the AI. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you talked about video um, on your, so you had website, SEO, SEM. What was after that? And Reputation. Reputation is the big, um, I've, I've come to be known as the reputation guy um, because reputation is, uh, it's like gasoline. It's an accelerant for just about any marketing that you do. Um, if somebody goes to your website and sees ratings or reviews that again, validates that you're you're good at what you do that their peers have had success with what you do um, in the process of finding a practice online uh, 84 percent of consumers are going to start at google so if they start at google you want to be there that's the ranking part but then what's next how do you differentiate between you know the next person a, a corporation uh well reputation is one of the few ways that pra small practices can still compete and differentiate themselves. In fact, um, last year I, I came up with a thought for people. I said, strategically, how do you, everybody wants somebody that's different, a specialist, in fact. So how would you differentiate? Well, not 
I'm not talking about differentiating on uh, like a subspecialty, like a spine person or women's health or vestibular. Our strategy is differentiate on this. Be the best in your community. Well, being the best clinically is somewhat ambiguous, right? You, you may have an approach towards treating the spine patient. I may have a different one. We may get similar outcomes. You might get better outcomes. But at the end of the day, if I can have all kinds of evidence that I'm, I create happy patients and those are positioned in that buying process in the form of ratings and reviews, Google, my business shows up. I've got 400 re positive reviews. My competition has 50 and 30. All of a sudden, I position or I position myself as a specialist. My specialty or my differentiators being the best in the eyes of the community that are looking for me online. So I really like that strategy uh, for practices on how to differentiate. But uh, and there's one other thing that a caveat I like to share with people: if you have 400 reviews and your competition has 50 and 30, and you're all showing up maybe in the map pack, the snack pack, the three pack, those are the three listings that show up first. Um, there, there's another psychological principle that comes in. It's that FOMO principle when they see you're doing 400, you got 400 and there's four, you know, 50 and 30. What is that practice doing that's so much different, getting so many more positive reviews than the other two? You'd almost feel compelled to call that practice or you might be missing out on something or the treatment of your problem if you don't call that practice. So that matters. And then I'd say back to that last point about it being an accelerant, um, it helps with um, Google reviews, help with, they play a, a role in helping you rank better. There's three factors in ranking in the maps, relevance, proximity, and prominence. Relevance means somebody that's searching for a physical therapy practice. Google's gonna show physical therapy practices, people that have uh, categorized themselves as a physical therapy practice. Secondly, proximity. Well, if, if you're on, if I'm 20 miles away from your Harrisburg clinic, there's probably 20 practices in between that person and your practice. You're not likely to show up in the top three in that case, unless you leverage that last factor and that's prominence and prominent. What is prominence is rel relatively nebulous as Google defines it as a ranking factor, but it's pretty well known as ratings and reviews. So they might show if somebody's 20 miles away, you've got 500 reviews and everybody else is 30 or 40. It might show two clinics that are close by. And then that prominent one, there's that, that Madden Gilbert PT place that's got 500 reviews. Maybe that person really wants to go to the best as, as evidenced by their ratings and reviews. So reputation, and then there's anything else you do with marketing. So somebody, any offline marketing that you do, guess what a lot of people did? I, Carl and I had this discussion eight or nine years ago, you know, when people were seeing Facebook ads through your funnels, they would go to the website and they look at the website and well, how are they going to get to the website? They look you up on Google. There's another opportunity to get another positive check mark that, Hey, you're considering the right place when you see our reputation. So I love reputation for the small practice. It's a great way in many markets still to differentiate yourself. So long-winded, but uh, important, I think. Yeah, that's great. And usually we're I noticed uh, in many markets, we're not competing against 50 or 30. We're competing against seven. <laughs> Which yeah, yeah, that's right. It even more dramatic. Uh, completely agree there with everything you said, David. And also Carl said hi. Um, yeah. I got a call with him earlier today and told him that we'd be hopping on here. Yeah. Um, 
you had mentioned the word conversion earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about the, about that as you related to uh, the process and the services that you're providing in helping um, practices grow their their reputation, grow their awareness in their area? Can you talk about conversion and how important that is? Sure. Uh, so conversion can mean many different things in, in many different contexts. Um, if you're running an ad and somebody does a search for physical therapy and they click on it and they get to a landing page, that could be termed a conversion. Another thing, way to think of a conversion could be if somebody visits your website and they click your call button, that might be considered a conversion. You could think of the patient calling the practice as being a conversion. In the context of what we uh, measure, uh, a couple of KPIs we measure is how many appointment requests and how many calls they get from the mobile website. And those are a couple of easy KPIs that you can measure that show one, that the, the service, the website is being utilized by your market. And two, that it's bringing some value to you. You're getting some phone calls and you're getting some appointment requests uh, from that website. So those are some good conversion metrics that we like to look at. Um, when we run ads for people, we like to use uh, a service that uh, listens to the phone, you know, records the phone call. And we like to analyze the phone call and say, hey, uh, well, first of all, did you answer the phone call or not? That's a big issue. <laughs> You're smiling because you know. <laughs> And then the second thing is, um, what was said during that phone call? And did that that person convert into an initial evaluation, which is a, another way that you can measure a conversion? I think if you're going to spend, it's, it's at least our, our view that if you're going to spend, you know, four figures a month in advertising and, you know, 21, 22, Google has like doubled their cost per click. It's gotten so expensive. Um, you really need to know what's happening, what's coming out of the bottom of the funnel, so to speak. And, and so recording and measuring those things, and I know you would agree with this, listening to those so you can help your staff. One of your specialties, right, is training these people to get better at what they do. Um, help them convert more of those people that are considering them into patients. So again, long-winded explanation, but conversion's a kind of a, a big term, you know, a complex term when it comes to marketing. Yeah, it, agree there. That it, it is there's a large umbrella, but it's really taking people who are indicating interest, however they're doing that, mm-hmm. clicking something, whether it be an ad or one of the website, and then helping them, walking them through the process to become a paying patient. There are a lot of tools in there, and I love what you said on the auditing. Um, li- listen to a, if you're an owner, even if you're in a practice that has 100% physician referrals and you think that 100% of those referrals are making it to an appointment, you've got to look. Because I know it, it was, we missed uh, in one quarter, uh, three years ago for a single site office, we missed 99 evals that canceled or rescheduled and were never rescheduled. Yep. And then I just said, okay, time out. Let's look at every text, every email, every but let's listen to some call recordings. And, you know, I heard things like, well, do you treat, um, oh, it was a shoulder condition, adhesive capsulitis. The receptionist didn't know. No, we don't do that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, ah. <laughs> of course we treat that. And yeah. uh, it, it absolutely unreal, but you'll, you'll never know. So it, exactly right. If you're spending 
any money or you're investing anyway in marketing your practice and positioning it in the community and you're not paying attention to what's being said when people are communicating with with your company um you're you're flushing a little bit of money down the toilet um yeah could be a lot of money and I, my favorite story is somebody called a uh a prospect called in with a TMD problem. And uh, by the time they were done talking with the receptionist, the receptionist had indicated that the patient might have cancer. So, <laughs> you know, by the time the call was over, it's like, oh my God, I got cancer. I need to call it. <laughs> and all they wanted is, you know, they just had some jaw pain. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. And so uh, when I shared that with the practice owner, that was an eye-opening experience. But it goes to your point that, um, you can you can do everything right up until that last point, the that tipping point. And then if if the ball is dropped there, it's 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 no less important than everything you've done before that, for sure. So I think it's an excellent exercise for people to do that. They don't have to overdo it, but just just do it a little bit. And then I mean, uh, we we provide training for our clients. Again, we're we're really about simple stuff instead of uh, you know these complex things. Um, and so it's just really not hard to, to help to spend a little time and educate your, your receptionist, how to handle phone calls. So. Yep. Smart. Um, I know along the lines of conversion, we could definitely talk about copy. I think I, and you can mix in whatever you want to there, but copy to me is, I, I think it all starts there. If we're not, if we don't have the right messaging, we can repel. Um, uh, somebody who could benefit from our service. So can you talk in general what you see within our industry? I know you've studied from all the great copywriters, David, um, and any tools that you're using or anything like that. But if you could talk about what you see in the marketplace with copy and then how you help owners correct that or fix it or optimize it, that that would be great. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I've studied Frank Kern and Dan Kennedy and all the same people that you studied. And, and a lot of those, um, uh, I think they have, you know, exceptional uh, thoughts and ideas. Um, but what we came to uh, understand fairly quickly is that, um, you know, without guidance, the practice usually has what we call an interdirected website where it's really all about themselves. And, uh, you know, you throw up uh, some, a few, a few words, maybe even a tagline. Um, you know, one of my favorites is a company that has rehab in it or rehabilitation. And then they have some fluffy tagline, like, uh, you know, you know, be your best again, you know, and it's like, you're a rehab company, be your best again. And then you got somebody out in a flower field. And it's like, well, are you drug and alcohol rehab or, you know, what is it that you exactly you do? And so, um, uh, what we have done is we, uh, we follow a model that, and there's a there's a, a popular guy, Donald Miller, building a story brand. Uh, he's all, he really talks a ton about positioning, and he has an excellent model uh, for writing copy. So we we loosely adapted that, and then we've taken people through. And it's all again, it's really all about just you know clarity, a good structure, um, not presenting a bunch of paragraphs up there that people are just going to skim through and tell a story. So, and, and the story isn't necessarily what you think. It's, it's just something that has a logical beginning, middle and end. And it ends with the person calling or requesting an appointment uh, with uh, the practice. 
So that's the model that we have embraced. And it's just, it's very easy to understand. And, and with the different kind of mindsets that people have, you know, somebody that's an analytical mindset versus somebody that's been referred and is ready to go. You know, these are two different ways, uh, two different types of people that you can utilize copy and the placement of your words on the page to both get the end, the same result, a conversion, if you will, a call or an appointment request. So. Yeah. Um, the, what you had mentioned, I think you called it interfocused. Interdirected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, Years ago, around the time you and I first met, I think we had uh, about 300 practices send us information, send us marketing pieces that had they said had failed. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, Carl had done a survey. That this is probably like 2014. And he, he said, what was the biggest waste of money you've ever had in marketing your private practice? And I think he had around 30 different answers. And it was like, you know, buying t-shirts and school programs and Google and email and physician lunches and just Facebook advertising, almost anything that you can imagine was on that list. Mm -hmm. Asked the same group of practice owners, what was the most successful thing you've done? And when we compared the list, they were almost exactly this. <laughs> and yeah. I remember it, it took like 90 days for us, like three or four months. And we we're like, what is going on? How can these lists be the same? Like, how can something working for one owner not work for another? So then the owners that had failed, that had said that they had failed in marketing, like send us whatever, send us the Facebook ad, send mm -hmm. us whatever. And every single time the they lost on messaging because it was like, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. And if you think about it in our history, whenever we bought marketing as a profession in the past, we were buying it from an ad agent typically, and they were trying to make us feel good. <laughs> Right. Yes. So. Yeah. I totally agree with that. That's kind of same with websites. Uh, you know, a beautiful looking website that's sold to a PT practice owner um, is not the, necessarily the best website that you're trying to uh, create for a result. So, yeah, for sure. So the um, along those lines and a very simple hack that we've come up with, which is just a little bit of research. And this is how um, we, when I started online marketing, um, I would just Google, like you can Google shoulder pain. Google's mm -hmm. gonna give you, people also ask, and there are four questions there. Mm -hmm. So the Google algorithm is revealing itself, like this is what people are yes. typing into Google. So right. as a clinician, we probably can answer all those questions without thinking very hard at all. In the early days, I just would answer those on a, like a, a YouTube video and post it to YouTube and a couple of them went viral. You don't have mm -hmm. to do that, but it's just answering questions like that, that are user focused, that are potential patient focused. I is what I hear you saying. Like that's the, that's the key to the whole thing, rather than focus on your certifications or your unique brand of treatment. It's about the patient journey, answering their questions, providing value to them. So, yeah, we um, kind of, we use a there is a term called voice of consumer VOC. Yeah. And so what we'll do is we will, we've done a fair amount of analysis where we will go out to companies that have lots of ratings and reviews. We will scrape all those ratings and reviews. We will take them over to chat GPT. We have a special prompt that we use and we will come up with very, the common uh, 
words or phrases that people use, that voice of the consumer. And we will try to integrate those in. And, and they're, again, it's not some secret sauce. They're, they're fairly common, kind of like you said about the, hey, frequently asked questions. It just makes sense. It's, it's the same idea. Um, it's really speaking in, uh, you know, at the right writing for a grade level that everybody's going to understand. There's a saying in marketing, you've heard it when you're inside the bottle, you can't see the label, not using any of that vernacular that we take for granted and just speaking to that, that patient in those terms. And, uh, and you can just simple tweaks like that can make things a little bit more valuable for the practice. Smart. Um, so want to ask you one more question about trends before we do for owners that are, uh, looking to learn more about you and rehab and, uh, John as well. And his avid love for the Chicago Cubs, um, <laughs> what, what's the best way for people to learn more or connect with you, David? Uh, easiest way to connect with me is to send me an email to Dave at e-rehab.com, Dave at e-rehab.com. Or you can go to our website, e-rehab.com. There's a big orange button at the top, and uh, you can click on that and, and schedule some time with me uh, as well. So I love speaking with practice owners and helping them, you know, troubleshoot and, and get a better result with their online marketing. So Awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll put your email and uh, the website in the show notes for everybody here. Um, final question is... <laughs> The, the, there, there's a quote, I, I think this is most attributed to Bill Gates, although there's probably a, a, a precursor, but it's, we tend to underestimate the change that is going to happen uh, within, or we overestimate the change that'll happen in the next year. We underestimate the change that'll happen in the next 10 years. In the beginning of the, this episode, you literally talked about how much has changed in the last 20, 25 years within private practice and how we market. Um, can you talk about some changes that you see coming in the short term. I know you mentioned AI, um, that, you know, last year, last year was the year of AI where everybody became aware of it and we started thinking about it, but there is probably going to take a few years before all those changes are very much entrenched. Um, is there anything else coming up that you see that will influence or change how we're marketing as private practices? Well, I think that, um, uh, in the short term, the fact is, is that you just, Again, who I serve is a, a tiny practice, is one to three locations, uh, you know, two, three, four, five therapists. Uh, no longer is it possible to even be relevant if you don't execute. And so you have to execute some sort of marketing strategy. And again, even to this day, um, it would have been surprising to think that something like email which started back in the late nineties would even be still relevant, but it still is one of the best returns on investment of any marketing you can do because you can automate it and it's super cheap to deliver. And when the numbers are big, you can get a result. Uh, so I would say one thing is you got to implement uh, in, in the longer term. I, I hesitate to predict what could possibly happen in the longer term. I think that, um, I think that, uh, yeah, it's just so so hard for me to say. What I can say still is things the things that I did 20 years ago are still relevant today, which is surprising. But there's just they're they're just enhanced. I video I think is a, a, another huge opportunity. We've I've really done a lot of exploration with video. We're starting to use 
uh, you know, digitize myself and things like that and, and use video too. I think people have to have a video, uh, some sort of video presence online if they want to be competitive. And again, I work in this, in this tiny world where there, there's not a lot of dollars and cents to be used, but, uh, you know, leverage AI, do some video, make sure you execute on these things in the short term and longer term. I think it's just very fluid right now. Uh, so it's, it's hard for me to predict. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a fair answer. I appreciate that. Um, I lied. One more question. Uh, most influential book, uh, at, at any point in your life, either personal or professionally? Oh, I'd say probably the E-Myth Revisited. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just, just the idea of, of understanding the importance of systems, you know, systems lead to success. So system scale, that's, it's read, everybody's heard it, but, uh, you know, you have to internalize that now. There's no, there's no opportunity to, you just can't say, I don't want to do that anymore. If you want to be relevant to in, in the online marketing space in particular. So David straight e rehab. Thank you so much for doing this. This is great. Thank you, Chad. Hey, you know, I have one question for you then. Uh -oh. you, you tell me what you think <laughs> <laughs> is going to happen in, in the next year or two. And then in the, you know, the decade out, what are your thoughts? What you said about video, um, I it, it's funny how that has grown um, because video saved me. Uh, it, you know, you talked about the roughly forty seven percent decrease in physician referrals that you had at Gaspar and going through that, and I mean that we went through that here in Central PA, and I was just looking at this number uh, November of 2008 we had 154 physician referrals to a single site clinic now we do over 5,000 new patients a year it, it with all our with our seven locations and in a, a month we'll see about 70 physician referrals <laughs> for that so that is a very real trend now we have you know that 2018 journal of general internal medicine but when that started to happen, I very much victimized, you know, I was good at playing the victim and like, oh, this is happening to me. There's nothing I can do. And then a friend invited me to, uh, it was a Jeffrey Gittimer se seminar. Yeah. And, uh, 2011 and he, I, I actually tried to cancel and not go. And he was like, I know you're bumming a little bit, man, like you need to be here. So I went, it was a free ticket. And, uh, I remember at the end of that seminar, Jeffrey said, listen, he's obviously selling for four hours and he was like yes he's a master <laughs> he's like i have this package i think it was 250 bucks and he was like this is the cheap bastard package is what he called it i'll, I'll never forget that and then he <laughs> like a 500 hundred dollar package and it was like all these dvds and his his entire book set and i i still have everything yeah me too. I, went, I went through and it, it was all about direct-to-consumer marketing and I was like, wow, like this is what I've been looking for. I wanted to replace these physician referrals, but I I just never knew how to do it. Right. Uh, so I got into that. And the, the one thing that I remember him saying, he was like, listen, I'm a syndicated writer in 110 newspapers nationally for like the last, whatever it was, 20 or 30 years. He's like, it's all about video. This was 2011. Yeah. And he was like, you need to 
there's this thing called YouTube. You need to know what it is. And here's how to think about creating valuable content. And if you learn to master this, there's a lot that you can do with your business. If you ignore it, it's going to bite you. And so like started going that. And now if I look at like all the media types that are coming out and if I'm watching like what my kids are doing and like where everything's trending, it's shorter attention span, but it, it is like providing valuable content via video. And right. when we work smart, when we have systems in place, like you were mentioning before, we can, you know, from a video, we can make a report, we can have it transcribed and we do enough videos, we can turn it into a book. And th there's so much that we can do with it. Um, right. yeah, I completely agree. That's the direction we're going. Tough to, yeah. tough to misrepresent on video too. Like, uh, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, it's easier to do in writing, you know, um, like the scammy type thing. When people put themselves on video, there's a human element that I think communicates more clearly. So I agree with you there. I um, I think some of the other stuff that is talked about, like AI, et cetera, are a little bit overrated. And I think uh, they're, they're helpful production tools, but they're not going to replace the human element. Um, the other one is reactivation. I think we're overlooking it way too much as a, as an industry. Yeah. Yeah, I, we, I think reactivation is a fundamental part of the uh, your marketing mix. I, I would push back a little bit on the physician referral stuff because we've looked at it from the other side of things. We do um, at Gaspar PT, we do a lot of cardiac rehab. Yeah. Statistically, cardiac rehab from the American Heart Association is just about the number one thing somebody should do when it comes to coronary artery disease, hypertension, MI. Only one in five people ever make it that are referred. One in five that are referred ever make it. Physical therapy, four in 10 ever make it. We tend to demonize the doctor, but they're just as busy as we are. So what we've had really good success with is go to, and it takes time, but we, we've, we've just tr tried to work with the phys physicians. And again, an N of one is nothing much to talk about, but we went to the, we want control of the patient's information. So one of our cardiologists will, we just created a HIPAA compliant web form. She fills it out in the office. Then it's, then it becomes our responsibility to get the patient in there. And so there there's, I think that speaks to a marketing strategy or plan. You can have, there's a lot of things that you can do because we provide so much value uh, to people that have pain or just, you know, movement dysfunction. And uh, so, I mean, yeah. embrace them, right? I mean, and, and, and whether it be video, whether it be, uh, you know, getting some more physician referrals. And and I think in almost all cases, uh, you got to promote yourself now and you got to be online to be relevant. So, yeah, smart. Thanks again for doing this, David. This Thank great. you, Chad. Remember to visit GetBreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.